This is V the Balloon Witch. This is Kylie the Public Librarian Witch. Hey, Kylie. Maybe. I sure hope Pennywise isn't lactose intolerant. Why? Because he sure eats a lot of dairy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to Witch Theater, bitches. <laughs> talking about this movie. it's the it mini series from 1990 yes it is it's older than me it's younger than me by like three months two months three months two months two months yeah well it's um it's a trip guys we've um had too many good ones in a row we had to throw in something that we both struggled to get through <laughs> so it's over find... three hours guys it's, it's a lot over to watch three hours long it was originally broadcast in two parts, just yes. like they did when they did the new movies, awesome. which we love. Oh. We both love the new yeah, movies. We'll do, if Probably, you guys want us to cover them, for sure, we'll talk about them. We're covering them anyway, but like, okay. just let us know <laughs> if you want us to move that up, because we would be very yeah. excited to do that. We decided we were going to do the classic It, because we've been doing all these classics, and... I'm not about... 20 minutes into the movie, I almost texted V to say, let's just do the new one. <laughs> I almost I did think the it's same important. thing. I think it's important. We do the old one, but damn. <gasps> I know, but my Virgo heart was like, we have to do all the classics. We have to do my September Virgo no, heart, yeah. I should say. And I had, never, <laughs> I had never seen it. And I think if yeah, I had I seen it as a TV show, I would have liked it a lot more. But watching it a movie, as a movie is a fucking slog. It's not easy to watch. I, so it's it's in two parts. So it's like in two one and a half hour parts. They were broadcast originally two days. Like one was broadcast on Sunday and the other one was broadcast on Tuesday. Okay. So I have a question because V does all the backstory stuff. I don't, I don't do that I shit. I do. I love backstory stuff, but I do the summary. So that's what she does. Can you tell me what part it breaks off at? I think it breaks off when everybody, the adults start getting to dairy. That's a really slow first chunk, then. That's why that first chunk felt so rough. Honestly, I felt like the second chunk was the rough chunk. <laughs> I don't know. The first chunk is, like, literally, like, this is them then, this is them now, this is them then, this is them now. And it's like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. Beverly's annoying. Anyway. <laughs> I have so we're going to do... I'm going to try really hard not to comment on how this is different. This it is different from the 2017 yeah, 2019 yeah, it. Yeah, we can talk about that when we cover that one. And honestly, like, they are so different. Yeah. But the thing is, these are both based off of Stephen King's 1986 novel, which um, I'm an audible person, and I went to, I have not read this. It is 44 hours long on audible. Stephen King is an easy read, though, I will say. 
Okay, yeah, because I've read Cujo and The Shining, and I really liked them both. Cujo made me cry like a little baby. I read Pet um, Cemetery. I really liked it. I know nothing about Pet Cemetery. If you it. want us to cover any Stephen King, honestly, we should find out when his birthday is and just do Stephen King month, because I'd be into that. If you guys want that, let we us do a know. Stephen King month. Stephen King month? Yeah, that would be really fun. The king. The literal king. The of literal work. king. Literal um, king. Sep- oh, shit, it's September. Oh, is he a Virgo too? September 21st. Is that a Virgo? Oh, he could be a Libra. He's a cusp person. And don't come at me for saying cusp. He's a Virgo. He's a Virgo. Yes, Virgo Stan. Awesome. Uh, Virgo goes until September 23rd. So he's well within Virgo range. Cool. Well, I don't want to wait a whole year to do that. So we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, We'll figure it out. In addition, we're doing something that might fuck us up a little tonight. We're going to try. We're going to try to do something, and uh, we would like you guys to follow along if you happen to imbibe during our episodes. In addition, if you're drinking coffee or water or pop, just follow along. Get super caffeinated. We're probably going to fuck this up. Oh, we're going to forget halfway through. Oh, for sure. So anytime one of us says it, not in the context of... Of saying it as in Pennywise? No, I I specifically wrote Pennywise instead of it. So I think it's I think it's anytime we say it. Okay, perfect. Well, I'm I mean there are some lines we're probably gonna use. Well then we where... gotta drink. Okay, alright, alright. But our key is gonna be beep beep, which is an homage to what the rest of the losers say to Richie when he won't shut up. Um so. yes. And I'd also like to say I am off the bat was extremely taken aback and disturbed by the use of the n-word in this movie oh yeah i was surprised i i I understand that that they were using it in a negative way to be like these guys are assholes but just hearing that word fucking triggers me and i hate it yeah there's also fat phobia in this which is also a whole device um that's that's pretty common for the 90s though right exactly the n-word kind of phased out like come on what are we doing yeah, I can't believe that that was on television. Although I guess HBO is one of those things where they can do anything. Did, was Game this on Thrones. HBO? It, I watched it on HBO Max. It's available on HBO Max and Hulu. So I don't know if it was an HBO original. Actually, I think it was a CBS. ABC. Pretty, it was ABC? It was ABC and they used the N-word openly. Wow. In 1990. Also, Jeffrey Epstein was a producer. Like his... Well, fuck this movie! <laughs> don't say that because Tim Curry is in it and he's amazing. I don't like it. I thought Tim Curry was really great. So I thought it was without further, So without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into the cast. Okay. So Tim Curry... Tim Curry is the number one reason I wanted to even bother with this yes. because I knew a made for, I said this last episode, I don't want to watch a four TV made horror movie. You made cut me out watch good- Bewitched. At least this was horror. <laughs> well, yeah, we all gave up on that. That was, that was a very misguided time in the witch theater history. We do fun <laughs> episodes. They get listens. It's just, ugh. Yeah, it, it was rough. But anyway, so this was made for TV. I knew I was going to have a problem if it was made for TV um, and, like, didn't recognize ha- most of the cast. Um, I recognized one, for... two, including Tim Curry. 
Yeah, Tim Curry. I absolutely love Tim Curry. Dr. Frankenfurter and like the whole Rocky Horror Picture Show thing made me question everything I knew about what sexuality could be when I was like 18 and somebody took me to a live show and it's an amazing experience. Never also, seen Also, well, we'll get there. <laughs> Tim Curry has less than 20 minutes of screen time in the entire yeah. three hour and seven minute production of this thing. But Tim Curry's also known, in case you don't know who Dr. Frankenverter is, Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries. Yes, exactly. Wadsworth and Clue, which I absolutely yes, need to cover at some point. Yeah, we need to Loads of kids television, including the Rugrats and Jimmy Neutron. Who was um, the on was Rugrats? I just saw some credits. It wasn't anybody significant. It um, is to me. I was obsessed with Rugrats. <laughs> one of my personal favorites was Long John Silver in the Muppets Treasure Island movie. I Ugh, really liked I that when Muppets. I was a kid. <gasps> we can't be friends. Okay, oh, well, you didn't Muppets. watch Twilight, so. Okay, we're not going to go there. We still have to have our malignant fight in November, okay? Oh, it's going down. It's so going to be fun. Don't worry, guys. We love each other. We say that shit. We love each other. Don't worry. No, we really do. If you guys don't understand that at this point, like we like dig into each other. So one thing that I read that I guarantee you it has to be a fake trivia, but I read Tim Curry has colorophobia. I think I'm saying that right, which is a fear of clowns. That doesn't make any sense. Apparently he couldn't in his contract. There couldn't be any reflective surfaces around him when he (gasps) was in the makeup. I couldn't verify if this was true. I have a feeling it would be complete bullshit. I do know that Tim Curry was very reluctant to take on the role because he had just done a film where he had a lot of prosthetics on and he didn't want a lot of them. So a lot of the makeup is really natural. I was going to say the makeup is terrible. Mm. I understand that they wanted Tim Curry, but it's not scary. It's It's scary if you're afraid of clowns. Now, this is the only time I'm going to compare it to the new one. Because, honestly, I've only seen the new Pennywise, or the new It. Take a drink. Ah, beep, beep. I don't take a drink. You do. Oh. Okay. I probably said I probably said that a bunch of times. I tried. that whole thing. I tried to listen, but I also want to pay attention to what you're saying. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult. Oh, shit. I said it. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> that is difficult. The new movie... The Pennywise is far superior. Oh, 100%. The guy who plays Pennywise. Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> I'm going to be so careful. The guy who plays Pennywise, who I forget his name, I am super attracted to, which is probably something I need to work through. He's no, he's good looking outside oh, of Oh, but his he's so makeup. creepy. Oh, I love him. I love him. We will definitely cover those movies and probably in a little while because we don't want to overdo it. I will say that yeah. our. Uh, Instagram is going to be heavy on all Pennywise content, so most of them look like the new Pennywise. Yeah, because it's better. <laughs> you beep beep. Damn it! I'm so screwed. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so excited. I bought, I bought a bottle of wine and some cider so that I had something in case because I was like, we're playing a drinking game. I'm screwed. Yeah, anyway. I poured two and a half shots of Jameson in my giant. I'm very Irish tonight. The Jameson, I almost said the word. The Jameson is inside of a Guinness glass. Nice. So I'm very. My childhood very... dog was named Guinness. Oh, sweet. So uh, in the 90s, you didn't really get dogs from the pound as much. Uh, my mm-hmm. mom was really scared to have a pound dog. Now I obviously rescue. My mom rescues cats. Like, that's what we're about. 
But at the time, Adopt, she don't was shop. At the yes, adopt, don't shop, please. Don't come at me with your bought dog. I mean, I love your oh. dog, but I'm gonna judge you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I am. There's so many dogs. There's so many dogs of every breed available. You just have to put the work in. Mm-hmm. But so we got an Australian Shepherd. He came from California. And my mom was like, Australian. And then she was trying to think of the beer Foster's, which is like an Australian beer. Oh, my gosh. And thought of Guinness and told the breeder Guinness for his name so that they would start using his name. Oh, And so he knew idea. his name and he knew our sense by the time he came to us. Let's start. Okay. So other or, than Oh, no, Curry, sorry. Your cast. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is a doozy. Hang on, kiddos. Here we go. Because there are 12 main characters. It's I'm much. sorry. 14 main characters. All right. Here we go. There is Bill Denbro. Young Bill Denbro is played by Jonathan Brandis, who is most famous for the never-ending story. That's that kid. He pretty much stopped acting after the early 2000s, though. Um, Good for him. The... Older Bill Denbro is played by Richard Thomas, who is most famous for the Waltons. This guy has been in so much TV. He most recently was seen in Billions. Play, oh, wow. Which is a show. Yeah, my husband and I le- really like that show. It's a well, very, that show is really cool. He is um, most known for his hair in this movie. Oh, Lordy. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. All right. Let's keep going because there's a lot. All right. Richie is played by the young Seth. Green and it's that Seth Green Are you from kidding? Family Guy from Family Guy from Robot Chicken. Yes, that's Seth Green. I knew I recognized him. I know, right? I didn't. I saw the name in the credits, and I'm trying not to use the word. Okay, don't worry about <laughs> it. I saw the name in the credits. Yeah, I didn't recognize him with the glasses on. The older Richie is played by Harry Anderson, who uh, has since passed away. Rest in peace. Oh, rest he in was peace, most, Harry. He was most famous for Night Court and um, had a small character on Cheers. How fun. Yeah. Eddie. I personally think they did Eddie real dirty in this movie. Real dirty. Hmm. Terrible, okay. terrible writing of Eddie. Yeah. Ed, I found Eddie Adam, kind of hot. So. Oh, the the older Eddie's face is amazing. Yeah. The younger Eddie is played by Adam Farazi. He has literally only 10 credits, but fun fact, he's one of only 100 people in America who are experts in sake. So, like, think fun! of wine sommelier. Uh, I hate that. I know, I right? I hate how it tastes, but that's really fun. It's like being I a like, sommelier. Right, exactly. I really like bubbly cold sake. That stuff is really good. I'm sure it is. Um, I'm just talking about the stuff you get when you're at a sushi restaurant and you order sake. <laughs> right, 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 right. The older Eddie is played by Dennis Christopher, who has like one of the sweetest faces on a oh, person I've ever seen in my life. He's such he has such a kind looking face. So and great hair. And fantastic hair. So one of the things I noticed that I knew him from, he plays Leo DiCaprio's character's lawyer in Django Unchained. Never seen it. Oh, that movie is awesome. I have a real hatred for Quentin Tarantino. I know, but it was really good. I believe you. Evan wants me to watch it. We're moving on to Mike, potentially my favorite character. Marlon oh, Taylor. absolutely plays. the best character. <laughs> the public like, librarian, baby. Yeah, I love Mike. Marlon Taylor is the young Mike. He had he also had only 11 credits on AMDB. Didn't really do anything. Didn't have any fun trivia. On IMDB. Um, did you recognize the older 
Mike, Kylie. I recognize him. I don't know where I know him from. And I wanted you to tell me because I knew you would tell me. He's, you're going to lose your mind. He's the dad from Sister, Sister. (gasps) (laughs) I'm so glad your camera's fixed because that was so worth it. Sister, Sister, ow. (laughs) That is set in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And that show, honestly, Tim Reed has. I knew I liked him. Yeah. So he has. He's been acting since 1974. And I think he had like a handful of movie credits, but he's been in a lot of TV series and TV movies. Well, he's just making his money. He's doing what he loves to do and making money, girl. Come on. He got paid for Sister Sister. He is fantastic. He's he the is best. Great. Oh, my God. I uh, That cements the fact that he was the best one out of all of them. And I was, oh, my God, I'm so fucking excited I know. right now. You knew I, I would be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next character is Ben Hanscom. Oh. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Crane plays the young uh, Ben. And he literally has only done, the, like, basically only done it. He, ha- he makes a cameo Take in a the drink. 2019. Beep, beep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he makes a cameo in the 2019 Chapter 2 version. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. I don't recognize him, but I'm definitely going to be looking out for him. And then I actually didn't recognize this guy, <gasps> but John. Well, I see. I didn't really watch 80s television. Okay. So, or, no, um, you don't have to. You can watch 2000s with uh, 10 Rules to Date My Teenage Daughter or whatever. I didn't really watch 2000s TV anyway. Okay. Yeah, um, it must be weird it, to be, like, anyway, super Christian John, and it's 2000s. <laughs> I basically watched, like, 50s TV and, yeah. Eight Simple John Rules Ritter. for Dating My Teenage Daughter. That's the name of it. Three's Company is his yes, most famous yes. thing. Also, I knew him as JD's dad on Scrubs. And I thought that was, oh. honestly, a fantastic casting. I have never seen Scrubs. It's on my list. I know I want to watch it. That was my favorite. When I was a Christian, even. That oh. was my favorite show. Well, that makes me wonder. My favorite I'm just kidding. show. Uh, so I, I, oh, I had a huge crush on Zach Braff in the day. Oh, huge. he's a cutie. He's a cutie patootie. So I will say this is my small thing. John Ritter, I was obsessed with him. He was on. So um, they were at Friday Night TV was Eight Simple Rules. So like that. I'm pretty positive. It was that. Oh, um, that, okay. That, like, chunk of, there was, like, three or four shows that were half-hour series that were on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And my sister and I religiously watched them. So I was in love with John Ritter. He was the best dad. He was so sweet, so precious. I knew about his, it's like his dad or his brother or something. But it's got Katie Seagal in it, Kaylee Cuoco, Amy Davis. Oh, I love Katie Seagal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, he died in a dressing room at Aww. Eight Simple Rules. He had a heart attack. Oh, so no. the episodes where he dies, they they have him die in the show Aww. and they play it as he had a heart attack and the dad had a heart attack and died. And I because uh, I and they're all crying and they all it's real. It's like very yeah. real and it's fucking yeah. hard to watch. And John Ritter, rest in peace, baby. You were amazing. And you died way too wow. fucking young. Oh, he died young. He was, I think, in his 50s. Jeez. I think they actually played that off on Scrubs as well. I remember there was a story arc where JD's dad died. Wow. I mean, he's a damn legend. He was only 54. Jesus. He died of a heart attack in his dressing room. 
God bless. Wow. Rest in okay. peace, John Ritter. Ritter. And you John. were great. I'm taking a he drink was... for John. Yeah, take a drink. Take a drink for John Ritter. Mm. I guess we may as well take a sip for Harry Anderson, too. Although I didn't like his character. I liked the character. <sighs> All right. Moving right along, because we're already, like, the thick end of this shit. It's fine. I'll probably just order food tonight. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Stanley. Uh, the young Stanley is played by Ben Heller. He literally only did this and then a short called Georgie, which, yes, is based off of an alternate version of this story where Georgie doesn't die. <laughs> I saw you avoid that. Oh, yeah, I sh- I know how to play this game. I know how <laughs> Damn to play it, this game. I'm going to get hammered. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm definitely winning this. <laughs> oh, you um, are. Older yeah. Stanley is played by Richard Masseur, who is mostly a Broadway actor. Um, He was also in The Thing, which is a John Carpenter film that I absolutely love. Oh, my God, look at his sweet face. I know, he's got the sweetest face. Oh, my God, I want to hug him. I know. He won an Emmy. Good Actually, for, all good for all him. of the all of the adult actors that are in this mini series, they were all either nominated or won an Emmy for this movie. No, no, no! Like overall okay. in their careers, <laughs> okay. Like prior to being hired for this, okay. All right, and then finally, our only lady, Beverly, is played by a young uh, young Beverly is. Emily Perkins, who is in a series called Ginger Snaps, which is about two sisters who turn into werewolves, which could be a hell of a lot of fun for us to cover on this Yeah, show. that sounds like fun. Um, she's in a bunch of, like, horror vibey stuff. So she could be fun to follow her career. Um, and then the elder, Beverly, is played by Annette O'Toole, who has 97 TV credits, including Superman 3. She is um, such a 90s character. It's unreal. She really is a 90s character. She is a 90s character. I have another fun tidbit about her, which made me like her a lot less when we get to it in the plot. Um, but she's married to Michael McKean, who is in Better Call Saul. He's Saul's brother, but also is in Spinal Tap. So I thought that was a fun bit of trivia. Those of you who know who Michael McKean is. It would be fun if I knew if I had seen any of those shows or movies. Let me guess. You have never seen Breaking Bad either. Yes, I have. Okay. Did not Better like it. Saw. My hard take is that Breaking Bad isn't nearly as good as people say it is. Dude, that show defined the 2010s. It wasn't nearly as good as people said it was. The only other credit that I absolutely have to mention, and this is something I'm very excited about. Guess who made this movie? John Carpenter's fucking protege. He literally studied under John Carpenter. As in Halloween, John Carpenter. As in The Thing, John Carpenter. Tommy Lee Wallace... Well, he wrote this is this is this is wild shit, Kylie. Listen to this. He directed it. He wrote it based off of a teleplay, a first draft teleplay of someone who read the book. But Tommy Lee Wallace did not read the book before writing this problem right there. Mm hmm. Tommy Lee Wallace is also famous for writing and directing Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which is apparently the one that doesn't feature Mar- Michael Myers for some reason. Why the fuck uh, is fr- there a Halloween movie without Michael Myers? That's a whole fucking thing. I don't know. We need to figure this we out need and to cover watch it on him. the podcast. No, I know. Uh, he's also, uh, he also wrote and directed Fright Night 2 and Amityville 2. Okay. So he is the sequel king. He is the sequel king. Um, <laughs> They're like, we got the right. good one for the first one. Let's throw this guy in for number two. 
Whew, all right, so that was a fucking doozy. There's other people that are in this who I'm care. sure I deserve a mention, but like, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Henry Bowers. I don't want to talk about Eddie's mother. I don't want to talk about, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this thing. My first critique of the movie is that there's too many of the Losers Club. I would say that they could have cut that in half and made the same impact without having that many fucking actors. What do you mean? Like four like people have, like, yeah, to seven? Yeah, like a girl and three boys. Same, no, same effect. That- I definitely think it's necessary because the story at the end of the day is is about these people coming together across decades. The bonds of friendship are strong enough. This is going to sound cheesy as fuck. Yeah, the it bonds sounds, of friendship are strong well. enough. I know. The bonds of friendship, <laughs> well, it works. It fucking works in the new ones, let me tell you that much. Is there seven um, of them? There's seven of them? of them. Okay. These are all the same characters. The plot and the, the characters are the same. It's just more well done it's it i said it's it little beep detail beep on myself oh i might have said it too i'm gonna take a drink because i'm thirsty i think we just give up on the game but i say going forward the listeners play the game oh i think if i recognize it well you know it's beep, a beep, beep 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 <laughs> beep see you don't even want to give it up it's fun beep, it beep. is fun it on is myself fun. Okay, so I'm going to start it because, girl, this is going to take us a while. As we said, it's a three-hour movie. It's going to be a long episode. There's a lot we can skim over. I am I skimmed. Believe me, my notes, I skimmed. Uh, I scrolled through your notes, and I scrolled and scrolled and scrolled because it's... I always have a lot of notes, though. This is skimming for a three-hour movie. This is the same amount of notes. That's... I love notes. I'm a librarian, as I said in my intro. Right. Also, the music in this movie is absolutely atrocious. It is so... There's oboes everywhere. It's horrible. Ah, beep, beep. Damn it. Oh, God. It's too... That's... Ah, beep, beep. (laughs) Okay, let's get into this shit. So there's a storm going on. There's a little girl on, like, a tricycle. Lorianne. Okay, what I literally don't care. There's so many dead kids. Uh, Pennywise the clown appears in the laundry, hanging from the line. There's laundry hanging from the line. He, like, kind of appears through it. Kills a little girl. There are six missing or dead kids in Derry, Maine, currently. A local librarian, who we know as Mike, now know as Mike, who is the dad and sister's sister, which is, I'm going to keep saying that because, wow, how amazing. And he is interested in it. The cops, I I know I said it. I don't care. The cops are talking to him and saying, Mike, you're not a cop. Like, go back home. He's like, well, you're not taking enough. You know, like, you're not paying enough attention. So I'm going to. He says, what, a seven-year-old goes to Acapulco for a wild weekend? Yeah, because they said two are missing and two ran off. And he's like, a seven-year-old? What are you talking about? Yeah, they're... yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Beep beep on myself. Oh, and also as a visual, he's the only black character in this entire movie. So Maine is a weird place. It's very white. I would feel like anybody who's not white sticks out in Maine. Oh, one thousand percent. So Mike finds a picture of Georgie and vows to tell the others. So now we go into the brutal first half of this movie in which it's just showing you what they're doing now and what they were doing then. So while Mm -hmm. it's necessary, it's fucking hard to watch. So Bill is a rider with a ponytail. 
And not just a ponytail. It is the front half of his hair is cut like a normal 90s men's haircut. And the back is a ponytail. <laughs> With a leather thong. Not like a scrunchie. <laughs> a leather thong in his hair. It's a lot. And he's got the glasses. He's not an ugly dude. It's just like out of control 90s. He is 90s. not my type. I'll just he's put not it my that type way. either. I'm, beep, I'm beep. a Mike or an Eddie kind of lady. So he's having dinners with his wife. He gets a call from Mike. It's like a flashback to childhood. Georgie is try- Georgie is his little brother. He's very precious in his little yellow outfit. And he is trying to get Bill to play with him. And Bill's in bed. He looks like he's sick or something. Just doesn't want to like play with his little brother. But he tells him he'll help him waterproof his uh, paper boat to go play in the rain with. So he does that with him. The paper boat is going down the, what would you call that? The, like the uh, curb? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the little the ditch along your curb that holds water. Yeah. yeah. It's going down. It guides the water to the storm drain. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So Georgie is running along with it. It's very precious, very cute. The paper boat goes down the storm drain. Pennywise appears. He says that. Iconic Georgie. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I don't know the quote. Oh, it's just hi. I was Georgie. just gonna do the hi, Georgie. Hi, Georgie. <laughs> Basically, Pennywise lures Georgie down the drain by telling him that he can get his boat back. There's all these like cotton candy machines and rides, don't you and want he a balloon? says you'll float too, along with the balloons. He kills Georgie. He tears his freaking arm he off. He tears his arm off and Georgie bleeds out in the street, which like, where were all the parents? <laughs> it was raining. Beep, beep. If you're playing along. The weather was rainy. <laughs> I don't care. Maine, Michigan, it rains all the time. Beep, beep. There's no reason why you wouldn't have an eye on your five-year-old. So this was the 60s. And I think kids played alone a yeah. lot. Jeez, oh, I just I just cheers my microphone with my wine glass. Sorry, I like it. I'm into it. Beep beep. So, Georgie dies. Right. So now it's later on. Um, Bill is in the room, Georgie's room, looking at an album, like a picture album. Blood starts coming out of the picture of Georgie. It's this whole. This was metal as fuck. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> The, but this is where we learn that the parents cannot see the blood. So the parents are not in this world, I guess, of Pennywise. Yeah, Pennywise only attacks children. Yes. Like, even 30 years later, he's only attacking right. children. Right. So now Bill is telling his wife, who I believe is named Audra, the British. Audra. The nice British lady, claims that. He forgot his brother was murdered. He knew his brother was killed, but he yes. forgot he was murdered. This also, is where sister- I have a real question for you as someone else who watched this. Did okay. Pennywise create this, like, fog over their childhood? I think so. I and I think otherwise, these it- kids are all really beep, fucking beep. dumb. Well, Mike explains it. Beep beep. Mike explains later that because he never left Derry, he always remembers. But the rest of the losers forget. And I think part of that is like 
a PTSD trauma response? I think it's a Pennywise thing. I think Pennywise is causing them to forget when they leave. I think it's a really interesting device because it makes it, beep, beep, it's that much scarier. We gotta stop. (laughs) It's that much scarier because we're discovering what's going on along with the losers. I did not find one second of this movie scary. I mean, I had moments where I was intrigued. Like, the whole bleeding picture book was very no. gross. Got, I got um, nothing for me. Got nothing. I don't know. I, I uh, Okay, I anyway. will say that I'm really glad they did an update on it. Yes, yes. Like, Bill Skarsgård himself, because he watched it. And, I mean, he watched the miniseries before doing Pennywise. And he said, he, quote, it's cute, but it's dated, and I feel exactly the same yes. way. Oh, and he's so ooh, good looking. Anyway, it's, uh, <sighs> Bill heads back to Dairy Maine. Now we see Ben. He is in New York City. Oh, he, he begs Audra not to come with yes, him. Yes, I apologize. Like she, I didn't write that down because out. I didn't realize it was important until later. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know if you mentioned it, and maybe I said it. His stutter that he had when he was a oh, kid yeah. comes back. So this is one of those things where I think it's almost like a trauma response. Oh, like, for sure. Forget. Yeah. Although they have debunked like repressed memories and things like that. But I will admit that the plot debunks that as well. Because like once they are reminded, they remember. Right. So Ben is John Ritter. He is now in New York City as a successful architect. And now he was the chunky kid. But now he's like a bodybuilder. He's not really a bodybuilder. It said he's that. an architect. He's a runner, he says later. He's, he's a, a runner. runner. He's a track star. Go and watch. an architect. Go is, watch he's famous. He he's won an architect award, but he's so drunk he breaks it within like five minutes. Same. Mike calls. He's like, I kind of glossed over this. He's like trying to fuck this girl in a great dress, and then Mike. Yeah, fashion report. Puffy sleeves for days. For days. For days. For days. For days. So basically. For the adults. Well, Mike's calling first, Ben for the first time. Yeah, Mike is calling all of them. So Mike calls him. Yeah. To tell him that Pennywise is back. Ben does agree to come back. Then the girl says to him, are you going to kill yourself? Which, like, what the fuck? I guess because he climbs up on top of the building. But that was pre-climbing up on top of the building. She said, are you going to... He said, I, like, got a bad call. And she said, are you going to kill yourself? Like, what the fuck? Who says that? This is a toxic relationship. Although, I don't think they're really in a relationship. I think this was a hookup. Or maybe she was a prostitute and she's just being No, Maybe she thinks it's like a play, like a sexy thing. (laughs) It's a play. So he does drunkenly go up to the top of the building, considers killing himself is basically what they're trying to tell you. He relives how he was mocked for being fat as a child, which that kid wasn't even that chunky. No way did that kid grow up to be John Ritter's body type. Yeah. I appreciate the effort. I gotta say, props to the teacher for punishing Henry Bowers yes. for mocking him for being Fuck fat. Henry props, all props to the teacher. Good. I mean, teacher. she could have done more, but yeah, yeah. But I. So, like I said, she gives him an hour of detention for the whole week for calling him fat. You did not go to a Catholic school. <laughs> we got more detention for untucking our shirt than an hour. Jesus a day. Christ. Okay, so bully chasing the river. They're mocking him. Fucking with him, being awful. I believe it was Bill and Eddie were there. And Stanley. Stanley popped. Stanley comes up. I don't think he was there in the beginning. 
It doesn't matter. I have a hard time because Eddie and I couldn't tell Eddie and Stanley apart for Eddie, a long Stanley time. Stanley is tall, dark, and Jewish, and Eddie is tiny and blonde. I know, but like I kept thinking about the kids in the modern one, and oh. I was getting see. All I've sorts only of seen confuzzled. it once, so I didn't have that problem. I will say I was glad I only watched the other one once because oh, I've watched I, them twice. I just love them. Oh, they're great. I mean, they're good. I enjoy oh, the hell out so of them, good. but I'm just saying so for good. this purpose, I'm glad I didn't have too much comparison because. Mm. you know i would have gotten lost in that <laughs> mm. yeah so, no it was a struggle for me <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 well we both have written english essays comparing and contrasting different versions of things so it's like that's like our shit i know i'm really looking forward to doing that later. yes me too, me too. <laughs> so ben um they help each other right so they're bonding the friends are all bonding right ben does see his dad who is deceased in the Viet- from the vietnam war Korea. Korea. It was Korea. It was Korea? I thought he said mm-hmm. Vietnam. Vietnam hadn't happened yet. Jesus Christ. Vietnam was late time. 60s. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. No, I know. Vi- yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. When you're born in the 90s, you're just like, when was They're what? all <laughs> wars that we shouldn't have been a part of. Like, anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> so he sees his dad luring him. What is this thing called? I know it leads to the sewers, but what is this like weird building place called that they're always walking into? I think I heard it called the cistern or something. Okay, so it's basically, it looks like a church. It's like a bog. It looks like a church going into a sewer. It's like this big stone structure, basically. Yeah. I actually really liked this scene a lot. Yeah, me too. This scene was really good. His dead dad is luring him, and then the voice kind of changes, and the image changes to be Pennywise. Yeah, so, like, he's in his military uniform and talking, and then all of a sudden he's got, like, the fuzzy buttons on him, and he's holding balloons, and then the voices are overlapping, Mm -hmm. and then it's Pennywise. And then the spooky thing happens. There is a skeleton covered in moss and algae and grossness who comes up out of the water and says, And when you're down here, fat boy, you'll flow too. (laughs) What is that accent you're doing? It's Pennywise. What the fuck? <laughs> it's Pennywise. So bad. Don't make me do the dumbass laugh again. I'm not no, doing it. No, we're not doing that laugh again. Yeah, that was awful. I practiced that all day. And I'm not still saying really you did it awful. I'm saying the laugh is awful. Tim Curry has a really iconic voice. And he has moments where he like, his. I can hear it that it's Tim Curry. But the rest of the time, he's like creepy smoker grandpa. From New and, York. Yeah. That's why I was doing... See, you're asking me why is that accent, but you understand. I understand. I just hate it. All right. I think it's not your choice. I think it's a bad choice from the actor. No. I... Look, there's a lot of problems with this thing. I will defend Tim Curry to my fucking grave. I thought... I want the Pennywise Tim Curry cut of this movie, and that's it. I didn't think it was good. That's it. Ha! That was a fantastic pun that I didn't even mean to make. Drink up. babies (laughs) babies <laughs> beep beep okay mm-hmm. beverly is now a fashion designer i believe she yeah. is with her partner whose name i did not write down because he's shitty he looks and acts exactly like patrick bateman from american psycho yes 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 so it's she, disgusting she gets a call but she doesn't take it because her shitty husband's like no not right now boyfriend in this one, he's Oh, boyfriend. boyfriend. Okay, sorry. Her boyfriend hits her and says she can't leave. He hits her then? Yes. Later. And, like, okay, you told me to gloss over 
And then I'm you're sorry. bringing up every tiny detail. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. Want to focus on the whole domestic abuse situation about this because this is a moment where it'd be like, baby, babies, listen, babies, if you're listening and you're just like, I can relate to Beverly. Get the fuck yeah. out of the relationship. Yeah, for real. Okay. It's really Talk bad. to one of us seriously it's and we'll help you find help. Yes. Please don't be in a, an abusive relationship. That's not love at all. Nope. Okay. Moving on. So it's later in the evening. He hits her with a, and he brings out a belt and says, like, I'll teach you. Yeah, because she gets the call from Mike. And she's like, I got to go to Maine. I got a call from a a very old dear friend. And he's like, you can't go off to Maine with your boyfriend. This is the biggest deal of my life. It's her business. She just brought him into it. I'm pissed about this. I hate (laughs) this fucking bitch. I hate this Patrick Bateman motherfucker. Yeah. In this moment, Beverly fights back. Good girl. But be careful doing this. People have support backing you up because this can be dangerous. She throws something at his head and knocks him down. Get him, Bev. And she leaves, basically. She leaves. She says, I'm going. She packs up her very structured suitcase that you really can't fit much in and leaves. Ben, you find out in the flashback, Ben had a huge crush on Beverly growing up. January Um, Embers. January Mm -hmm. Embers. So cute. He wrote her poetry. He just was smitten for Beverly. And she was, I will say, the little girl who plays her is absolutely adorable. She was really good. She was probably the best kid actor, in my opinion. Yeah, and she was actually the youngest. She She had to work the hardest, because as what I'm about to say, her dad was abusive and hit her. Oof. Yeah, the parallels between the scene previously Uh with Beverly and her boyfriend, and then young Beverly with her dad... You could play them side by side. It would honestly be a fascinating watch because they're identical. Mm-hmm. So, I think that was also really good. That was a really good choice by the director. Yes, it was. It was it really had, well this, done. Ha- this thing has its moments. It's but not we watched poorly it for done. You, so you it's don't just have to. too long and the effects are awful. <sighs> so she, when this is happening, Ben had a crush on her. He like saves her from the bullies or whatever. He met up, she met up with him and then they all met up with Richie, Stan, Eddie, Bill, and Ben, and they're all now the losers together, right? All so there's seven six of them. of them at this. Six, no, two. there's not seven of them yet. Mike has not joined the group yet. Okay, yeah, sorry. So six of them. Wait, so we have Beverly, Bill, Ben, Stanley, Eddie, Richie, Richie. Yeah, Richie. Richie's already part of the group. Mm-hmm. Who is Seth Green? And may I add, Seth Green as Richie is way funnier than Harry Anderson than Richie. Rest in peace, Harry Anderson. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no offense. Like, that, that is a He's not end, funny. But like, no, he's not funny. No, he's not funny. He's and an they asshole. Don't, they don't give him any funny lines, though. Like, it's just me. No. And he, I read that he improvised everything. I think Seth Green improvised a lot of what he was supposed to say, too. By the way, Seth Green was the oldest. So, young Emily Perkins, who plays Beverly, was 11. Seth Green was 16. Ew, that's kind of creepy. Well, I mean, nobody kisses. So well, they do when they're adults. But. Well, Richie doesn't kiss Bev. No, and everybody when they're adult, like when you're an adult, like a ten year difference isn't a big no, deal. But so when not. you're a kid, like a six month difference is a big deal. Yeah, when you're, th- yeah, 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 yeah. She met all of them. They're building a dam on the river for some reason. Um, she is in her bathroom. She hears the voices of the dead kids from the town coming up through her drain. A red balloon floats through it and then bursts and like fills up and then bursts and it's full of blood only she can see I the blood. I cannot believe this was on television. Why? It is disgusting. Oh. 
This, this again, like just like the bleeding pictures. This is metal as fuck. For it's especially disgusting. for the '90s. Oh my god! I mean, it's now like, it would be like I mean, nothing. No, I still found it pretty gross. I mean, the bubbling. Ugh. Now we're on to Eddie. He is in New York, upstate New York. He lives with his mom, who is still way too overbearing. Uh, he gets a call from Mike, the same call. He's on his way to Derry. In his backstory, they show the kids at a scary movie, and Richie spills a pop on the bullies. By the way, Eddie is a little tiny. He's, like, tiny. In- tiny and has an, in- an inhaler. And an inhaler, yes. So, um... His interaction with Pennywise was he was forced to take a shower after P.E. class, even though his mom told him not to. And the shower's heads all start, like, converging in on him and scaring him. It's really weird. It is weird. (laughs) Um, Pennywise comes up from the drain and scares him. So Yeah. And then, like, he bares his ugly teeth and then just goes back down the drain and says, I'll see you later, Eddie, or something stupid like that. Exactly. So, I have to say, I'm really mad about the way they treated Eddie because even in the novel, I only know this because I looked up trivia. In the book and also in the newer versions, he has a wife who is also overbearing. But, like, it's just upsetting because he also doesn't, like, get his phone call from Mike. We just show him, like, running out of the house with his mother chasing him. Yeah, it's I just rough. Don't, I don't like the way he's treated. He's treated like some, like, delicate flower. It's like he never grew out of the problem that he was having at that age, and that sucks. Well, and I think that there's a way to show that without making him a 40-year-old virgin. Are they 40? Yeah. It's 30 years later. Jesus. I didn't even think about that. We haven't even started, Richie. Yeah, Richie gets the call next. Um, I have a cute anecdote, actually, a trivia. So in the movie theater scene, because there's like – Probably a hundred kids in this movie theater watching this werewolf movie. But the scenes took forever to film. And there were so many extras. Tim Curry would come out in his makeup and entertain the kids. And a bunch of the kids didn't realize he was... The the kids didn't realize he was part of the movie. They thought he was hired to entertain them. That's adorable. I know. It's so cute. Well, because Tim Curry, is he's such a... He's so involved in kids' media. I would love to meet Tim Curry. I really would. I could care less. But anyway... Um, well, you know what? You enjoy your Harvey Wink, Henry Wink, Henry Winkler. Thank you. You're welcome. So that was ridiculous. <laughs> Richie. Now we're on to Richie. He is now a successful comedian. Um, he gets his not call. by my count. He's terrible. No, yeah, he's like a he's like a carrot top slapstick comedian. He gets a call from Mike. Uh, the only really interesting part that happens is his interaction with Pennywise when he was a kid was he was attacked by, like, this werewolf-looking thing that was made by Pennywise. So this is when, to me, it became very clear Pennywise was using, like, their fears against them. Right, right. Yeah. They didn't. He, Pennywise really didn't do that, I guess, with Eddie in the showers. Yeah, I mean, he's, other- yeah, Eddie had a fear of taking a shower in public, and then that happened to him. It's not that scary, though. I would never take a shower in public. Richie is so traumatized by his memory that he throws up. Yeah, I I didn't care about adult Richie. (laughs) Adult Richie sucks. Sorry, rest in peace to the actor. But the the way they wrote him. No, I mean, I'm sure. The way they wrote him sucks. 
Yeah, I'm sure he executed it fine, but whatever. Like, that guy was dated. He's, yeah. So. Down, right down to his weird mustache and his tiny earrings. I will say, this is where I think that the new movies got it better. Splitting it up between, like, old days and new. Um, because. I agree. It, even when I'm writing a summary, it's kind of hard to explain when they're going back and forth. So, now we're back to the mm-hmm. kids as young kids. They figure out that Pennywise is scaring them with all of their specific fears. Then they get in a rock fight with the bullies, which is okay. He, uh, Mike gives a report at school about the history of dairy. And do you want to elaborate on that? I didn't write it all down. So every like 30 years, a bunch of people start going missing from some weird tragedy. Right. And it's different tragedies. Little 11 year old Mike is like, where did all these people go? And he's like elaborating on this mystery. And I was, I'm like so excited and enthralled. And the teacher is like, thank you for that morbid <laughs> history of the town, Mike. And I'm like, does nobody like think that, this is That impressive? teacher would hate me because I was a little morbid bitch. If I was teaching this kid, I would just be like, what else can you tell me? And also just like, thank you for caring. <laughs> right. As like, like a 12-year-old, thank you for giving a shit and like doing research. So Mike exits the school with his binder of history of dairy <laughs> and gets uh, that's the he's so me I am so <laughs> like if you and evan had a baby it would be mike correct <laughs> I, I i love this kid already he doesn't even when when we do he's not even germinated yet and i already love him he's somewhere in my ovary <laughs> evan and kylie's baby is the future mike hanlon uh, v just wants to be an aunt again. <laughs> yes. My youngest niece is seven. She just turned seven over the weekend. So I'm like, more babies, please. Yeah. That I don't have to take care of full time. Well, for sure. <laughs> anyway, Kylie and Evan's baby is walking down the street and gets attacked by Henry Bowers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what does Henry Bowers do? Uh, calls him He's a the bu- lead bully, right? The I'm, guy with the am I the summary bike? person now? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Wow. Uh, there's a lot of pressure. I here. missed. I just because I missed this part in the three-hour fucking show you made me watch. Right. I made you watch. Excuse you. I didn't want. I would have done the new it for sure. Okay. Then you have to pick one that I have to force through. I guess. Yeah, we need to do that because you have not been forced through any of these movies. See, yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, I if I know it's going to be bad out the gate, I want to know why, so I'll watch but it. But three hours and 15 minutes, or three hours and 17 minutes, I believe, to be exact, was a lot. Look, Kylie, I watched it almost three times just because I couldn't focus. Well, that was a personal choice that you didn't I know, to but I always watch it at least twice, but I had to watch it three times because I couldn't focus. So, anyway. Uh, baby Mikey. Evan and Kylie. Yeah, baby Evan and Kylie. Evan and Kylie's baby. His little binder of amazingness gets stolen by Henry Bowers and his crew of weirdos. And they call him bad words. And they chase him. And Mike ends up with the losers. Our beloved children who are battling yeah, they're pretty they're pretty precious. They are They amazing. do, like, lead the way for, like, Stranger Things. It's like this, the Goonies... Like one um, bajillion percent. If you want us to cover Stranger Things, we will gladly. gladly. Honey, my dog is named Eleven. I know. We will gladly cover Stranger Things. If this podcast somehow lets me cover Stranger Things, it will be worth every moment of my life so far. Mike ends up with the losers, and Henry Bowers is basically 
telling them, give up Mike and I'll leave you all alone because I have beef with all of you. And they do the best thing possible. They're basically like, he's one of us now. And they throw. Yeah, they're really sweet. This, the group of kids is precious. This is like my favorite wholesome moment. Nah, he's one of us too. Because he's also an outcast because he's the only black kid in all of Derry. And he's tall. He's a cute kid. <laughs> he's precious though. He's literally made out of his Evan is six two and a half, and I'm five nine. So Mike is now part of the Losers Club, and they take yes, a pi- they take a picture together, and it's adorable. Yeah, it is pretty cute. Now, do you know where we are? And you can pick back up because this is exhausting. I appreciate what you do on a whole new level now. Um, the next note I have is many things happen. <laughs> It's the best glossing over ever. And then they're planning to go into the weird place to find Pennywise, which I meant that that uh, stone structure in the sewer. Oh, they look at the picture book and the picture. I already said that they found Pennywise from 100 years ago. Well, no, because that happens after Mike joins the Losers Club. Right. But in between. Yeah. Dude. Chronological. Holy God, what are we doing? Take. I'm taking some water. Hold on. Oh, my water's out. <laughs> I drank it all. You may need to go get some more because we got we got a lot of movie to get through. Bill Bill says he wants to kill it, and there's a whole bunch of cheesy exclamations of it. It. Beep, beep. I know. He's drinking shitty red wine out of a glass with a straw. It's bad, y'all. I might throw up later. Um, eh, we don't waste alcohol in this house. No, exactly. Um, Bill decides he wants to kill Pennywise or whatever the fuck it is because it's no man. Beep, beep. Um, and they all decide they're going to go after Pennywise in the sewer because they know it lives in the sewer. Beep, beep. So all the kids take a hit of Eddie's inhaler. Which is so weird. You know what they did in the novel instead? You know what they did? Do you know about this? Was it weed? Oh, no. Because I have weed right here. No, that is not what they do. They all fuck Beverly. What the fuck? That is in the book. Okay, Stephen King. What the hell? Annette O'Toole, who plays adult Beverly, defended it, saying it was a really beautiful gift that she gave all of the boys. And I'm like, honey. No. No. The inhaler thing was cute. Like, they were all... Oh, my God. Oh, that's really... That is insanely fucked up. Yeah, isn't that fucked up? I... Number one, no. Number two, why does the person who played the actress... Or, like, was the actress in the movie that that didn't even happen have any opinion on this matter? Also, they're 11. I think in the movie they're supposed to be, like, 12 or 13. In the movie they're 11. That doesn't make it any better. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's gross and weird, and I'm really glad that that's not been any of the movies. They all rape her, or is she? No, it's no, it's not a rape. It's she gives it's like a consensual sex to all of them. Right, it's fucking weird. Yeah, I don't agree with it, and it's weird. It feels rapey even when they're a. Lo- that's they're what I'm a, saying. Too little. They're too little to know. Yeah, eleven year olds are not really going to be aware of that. Nope. Like eh. that Stephen King, that's really fucked up. It really is fucked up. I don't. I'm. I don't like it. Really uncomfortable now. I did. Anyway, like but in the miniseries, they take a hit of the inhaler. Yes, which they do. Is weird. I wrote quote 
which is hilarious. They're all practicing their own individual witchcraft here, where they're just like taking a hit of the invisible force that is inside of the inhaler. Amphetamine. I'm pretty sure it hypes you up, I will say. Well, we find out later that it's just water and camphor. Yeah, his mom has like Munchausen by proxy, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. And they go into the sewer. The bullies, you see them, the kids, so the loser. I'll, I hate it because I think losers are great, but the losers club. Well, they call themselves down. that ironically. Yeah, I know. I know. They go down into the sewer. Uh, the bullies are chasing down after them. Henry, whatever his name is, not Winkler. Basically, the guys who are dressed like. The opposite um, of the Fonz. The T-Birds in Greece. The bad kid, Henry, says, what are you afraid of, the boogeyman? And I wrote, Halloween reference! Right? Because Tommy Lee Wallace was a protege of John Carpenter. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Yay! I'm glad I caught that reference. I was proud of myself. I was, I'm proud uh, of you, too. I recognize that. You. I didn't write thank it down. So I was kind of hoping you would find it. Yes, I did. Aww. So one of, one of the... I know. I'm doing so great. <laughs> I would give you an award if I could. Thank you. I will accept the award. Thank you. I just motioned that. V saw me motion taking the award. So one of the bullies who I believe now that I know is Henry, right? Gets Yes. Or one of the bullies gets taken down. And then the bully starts pulling Stan away. Other bully. It's super I, None of them had names except Henry later. So. Yeah. Basically, there's a kerfuffle. Um, One of the kids gets sucked into, like, a pipe by a big bright yes, light. Yes, exactly. So I said they threaten him. So bully pulls Stan away. They they threaten Stan. But uh, one of them then gets, like, raised up in a light and sucked into a pipe. Oh, my dogs are barking because my mom is home, I think. Oh. Um, say hi to Ellie and Kima. Uh, <laughs> what, and I wrote, what the ever-loving fuck is happening? Yeah, it's just really weird. And then there's, like, a bunch of sequences of just, like, going through a sewer tunnel with bright lights and, like, weird music. My next note is, turns their hair white, question mark. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, so Henry Bowers gets attacked and his hair turns white. And yeah. Stanley makes it back to the group. Yeah. Yes. Stanley gets away. Um, the kids join hands when the mist light situation covers them. It's cute, but not necessary. It's like the whole power of love thing. Like, they're all joined <laughs> hands. Honestly, we had Harry Potter. We didn't need this shit. <laughs> if you want to talk about the power of love, How? Lily kept Harry alive. Harry Potter was, like, forthcoming years. after this, even. So... Can we cover something Harry Potter for Christmas? Because it's like kind of Christmassy. I told you I got plans for Christmas. We got. Well, she got. I got you, boo. I got you. Don't worry. I got plans for the Christmas. I got okay, you. Okay, good. Boo. For the Yule. Mm-hmm. Bill hears Georgie's voice. So Bill, the kid, um, hears Georgie's voice. Bev hears her dad abusing her, like yelling at her, abusing her. Richie sees the werewolf. So, obviously, all their fears are coming true, right? So, mm-hmm. I don't know what I mean. I watched this, like, three days ago. This is why I watched the same day. Because I wrote, Stan gets straight up Pennywise taking him away. So, what does that mean? Okay, Kylie? so Stan is... There's a whole, like, minute and a half of Stan whispering the Boy Scout oath. Which I'm yeah, like... it was fucking... That's what I'm talking about. Why it's slow. It's not just that it's three hours. It's fucking... They just put dumb shit in there yeah like the characters are not some characters are more fleshed out than others even amongst the child and adult versions mm-hmm. of the same character mm-hmm. and it's like so disjointed ben, bev ben bev and bill the three b's get the best 
Yeah. So the kids are all like joined hands. Pennywise grabs Stanley. Eddie says this is battery acid and sprays Pennywise with his inhaler to save Stanley. And Pennywise's face starts to melt, which shout out to the the makeup department on this Mm -hmm. one. Okay. It was pretty great. And there was like goo, like his face was melting. And then that was just makeup. No, I know. I know. But like. The, the effect, I love practical effects. You know this. Yeah, I know. I don't get it. But. Oh, my fucking God. No, I'm glad someone does, because I don't. <laughs> Somebody's got to rep the practical effects. Beverly takes her slingshot, because she's, she's the best one at slingshot. She takes a silver earring, one of Richie's. Oh, those, ear- those fucking heinous earrings. They don't look like anything. They're just amorphous silver like blobs. Pool. But Richie believes that they it will kill it because he believes it is a werewolf. Beep, beep. Beep, beep a whole bunch. Take a big ass sip, babies. I already did. I know, I'm taking one right now. The whole thing, the whole idea here is if you don't believe whatever Pennywise, the creature, is showing you, then you can defeat it. So Beverly shoots the silver earring at Pennywise and his head has like... It cracks in half and there's white light coming out of it. But it's like they cut a chunk out of a Excel spreadsheet. Like it's, like a, it's literally a square. Like there is, it is not like she hit him and tell me I'm wrong. And then he goes down the sewer. Square of his, it's literally a square of his like Microsoft content taken out. It, honey, it's not good. It's not. When he drops into the pipe, V. Yeah, no, I it's not good. Screamed. It's I not good. Screamed like a tiny child because <laughs> I was so offended. I wrote down the sewer battle is no battle at all. It's just not. Beep beep oh, no. a whole bunch. He does say, "I am the eater of the world and children." Pennywise says that. Oh wait, can I like try it in the voice though? Sure, go to fucking town. <laughs> How gross. Ew, I hate this already. Me? I'm the eater of worlds and children. You can't kill me. (laughs) I wish everyone could see me just like go from that to being like, yeah. Yeah. That was that was good. Yes, that was cute. I have my Uh, I have my Gemini moments, you know. You or Leo. Um, I'm like a secret Leo. (laughs) You are. That's my secret sign. Eddie shoots him in the eye. V's mentioned that with his uh, inhaler. Beverly hits him. Yes, Beverly hits him with the silver earring. He somehow flips over them and disappears in an absolutely awful graphic into a pipe. Dot, dot, dot. Wow. And then there's like a weird alien arm that comes out. Yes, it's special. They then all swear, all the kids swear, that if they he comes back, they will come back. So that's what... I think this I is. I assume that's where the break is, right? Yeah, I would think so too, because that's where the break is in the modern version. Yeah. And now we finally get going with some interesting things for a little while. Do we? I think this part breaks my heart. This part. <sighs> yeah. I. Stanley breaks my heart. Stanley really breaks my heart. I don't think they did a good job of fleshing out the character overall, mm-hmm. but I will say in the modern version, it makes me cry. 
I had, I don't remember, but I now that I've seen this, I bet it's really gonna mess me up. It's really messed up in the modern version. Like it's. Hard. I might have to watch that tonight. I'll I know Patrick and I were like, we're gonna watch because Patrick knew I'd watched this older version, and he watched a little bit of it with me. Beep beep, um, and pe- <laughs> peaced out. <laughs> he pe- he peaced out. Yeah, Patrick did not want to continue. We actually tried to start it like two or three weeks ago, and. He got through the first 10 minutes. It was like, I can't do it. I was like, I have to watch the whole rest of this. Pardon? It's really, it's really hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. Like, we're not, like, at this point, we're too drunk to. It's hard to watch, like, with intent. So, like, if you just have this, like, if it's on TV and you click to it, great. Perfect. So, the first time. If I'm sitting here taking fucking notes on it and for 10 minutes, they're just like fake kissing kissing fake kiss like it's just fucking stupid yeah i was the first time i watched this i was playing stardew valley the whole time (laughs) and watching it in segments so Mm -hmm. i would recommend it because it's great to have on in the background there's moments where it's fun it's a fun spooky like thing to put on like a like not nearly as good as hocus pocus obviously but like um, that general idea of just like putting on a spooky thing that lasts a while. Yeah, it'd be great to put on at a party and have on in the background is like background noise. Agreed. Yeah, perfect. That's perfect for that. That's what it's made for. But the modern version, I tried. Patrick put it on one day just to watch because he was bored, and I was trying to do something else. And I put down it's entrancing. Yeah, I put down what I was doing, started watching. It's so good. Okay, we're pretty much just with the adults now. I don't know where we now. left off. <laughs> okay, Stanley. Stanley is in Atlanta, Georgia, of all places. He moved the furthest. Nope. Bill moved the furthest away in England. Stanley is in Atlanta, is Georgia. Is Bill in England? Yeah, he lived in England with his English wife. I couldn't tell if he was just dating or married to a British person or if he was from England. No. I couldn't tell. No, they, I didn't remember. No, because there's whenever they show where the, one of the adults is, they say where it is. And, uh, yeah, I know. I just missed it. I just missed it. (laughs) No, I, no, because this is how it goes. Cause you missed some details and I'm the details, witch, which is from our be the Bettina episode about scare me, which we were just talking about off recording. Which apparently you guys liked a lot. You guys loved it. Which is like fucking. Yeah. I struggled through that movie. (laughs) I loved that movie. Anyway, go listen to that episode if you haven't. A lot of you have though. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you for real. Stanley. It makes us, every download makes us so happy. Really, it really does, because we are a tiny, tiny podcast. So poor Stanley. Poor, poor adult Stanley. Oh, my God. Poor, poor adult Stanley. Stanley. Oh, my God. Poor Stanley. Poor Stanley's wife. So she goes into the bathroom. He gets the call. You, I probably spooked over this because I didn't, I have a trigger warning for suicide. Okay, let me do it then. Trigger warning. Yeah, trigger yeah. warning for suicide. So Stanley is uh hanging out with his wife and they start making out and they sound like they're about to go like get it on and then stanley gets a call from mike and stanley starts freaking out and does the whole um he has a little tick from when he was a kid where he tugs on his ear and he starts doing that again and he starts sounding like a kid even like his responses are very childish stanley goes from like being very amorous with his wife to saying he's gonna go take a bath and he Ooh, has a fl- amorous good night thank good you word. i love using that word amorous i don't get to use it very often it's a good word stanley has goes to upstairs to run a bath which it's definitely going where uh-huh. you think it's going um unfortunately he has a flashback what does he have a flashback about 
I don't know. I think his flashback is the sewer battle. I think we've been jumping around a lot because this fucking... Guys, it's been a fucking... It, 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 I have a full summary here. It's it, just a lot. It bounces around so much, which is why the modern take has the kid version and then the adult version, which is allegedly... I don't know because I haven't read the book. That's how the book is. It's split into two parts. And the new version mm, is split into two parts. But the miniseries is like back and forth between adults and kids. Um, it's very different... And in the end, it doesn't work. I don't agree with the way it goes. No. I agree with you. I don't agree with the movie. Stanley, because all the kids took an oath that they would come back if Pennywise, it, beep beep, comes back ever. And Mike has been calling everybody, all of the losers, to tell them that they need to come back to Derry. Stanley can't take it. He was easily the one who was the most afraid and reluctant to go battle. He was... And and he is, which is a complete stereotype that I fight on the daily, but it's a Jewish stereotype that they are, like, super overly intelligent. Like, not, like, it's like a incredibly anti-Semitic trope. But he's the, like, academic character, I guess you could say. And he the whole time is saying, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Logically, it doesn't make sense. Scientifically, it doesn't make sense. So I think he was the one who most, like, couldn't, Wrap his Couldn't head around go it. back there. Yeah. yeah. So Stanley, instead of going back like he promised, kills himself. He slits his wrists in the bathtub. And his wife finds him. It's really sad. It's not well done in this because uh-huh. none of it is really well done. But he writes uh-huh. in his own blood somehow it on the wall. Beep beep. Yeah, I know. Big old beep beep for and drink. Big old beep. Big beep. old beep beep for poor Stan. Rest in peace, mm-hmm. Stan. Richard Masur, the actor, is live and well. Yes, he is. I wrote down quote: "I will never get over Bill's hair." Bill. Bill arrives in Derry. <laughs> yes, he's he arrives in Derry. He visits the cemetery to see Georgie. I really hope that after he defeats Pennywise. That he cuts his hair like a la a girl. After a <laughs> I like it was like after a breakup, yes. you would cut your hair, you know, or after a big life change. Yeah, he should cut his hair. I, shave it off, Bill. Shave it off. <gasps> shave it off, Bill. Please, <gasps> God. So he's visiting the cemetery. He looks over uh, while he's talking to Georgie, and there are multiple graves open. Uh, Pennywise pops up from one, and she kind of she. He or she, I guess I don't know Pennywise's gender, gestures over to the rest of the open plots, and they're a grave for all the kids. He says, you can pick one, and he makes fun of Bill's stutter, and honestly, I think Pennywise gets a lot of action in the next several half hour of the movie. Several half hour? I don't know what I'm saying anymore because I'm playing this dumb drinking game. (laughs) And uh, I, I think... This is part of my favorite part of the film because Pennywise gets all the screen time and gets there's actually spooky things that happen like they hallucinate seeing the graves. He just hallucinated. Yeah, you're right. It starts to pick up a little bit. Yeah, well, and I should clarify when Kylie was saying he's talking to Georgie, he goes to Georgie's grave in Derry. Yeah, yeah, I apologize. Mm -hmm. Bill then decides to go to the library where Mike is working in the public library. Hi, public library and witch. <laughs> uh, they have his books. They have Bill's books on display because he writes horror fiction, which I thought was super Bill funny. is definitely Stephen King himself. Like, Stephen King wrote yeah. himself into the story. Although, technically, at the end, it's Mike. I feel like Stephen King put himself into both Mike and Bill. 
Yeah. But definitely put himself into Bill because Bill is writing movies and ma- writing books and then making a movie based on his books. Mm-hmm. Like, that's 100% himself. Bill says that he doesn't remember much beyond losing Georgie. So, okay. He starts slowly remembering um, things now- the more he's in Derry. Yes, they all do. Mm-hmm. So, Richie's now back. Um, he's in the library, balloon filled with blood. This is my favorite scene because nobody oh, else okay. can see the balloons. Nobody else can hear Pennywise. And Richie sounds like he's a crazy person. This is like well, yeah. this is like very yeah. similar yeah, 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 to yeah. like a Nightmare on Elm Street scene where like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, like with the dreams. Right. Freddy yeah. Krueger is like slashing Tina, but you can't see him. But Tina can see him. It's like very much like that. Uh-huh. Pennywise, quote, in my notes, sucks so bad he's not even scary. He tells. Oh, see, I thought this. He scene tells was great. the creepy, the dad joke. He tells the like cheesy dad joke. You mean like I did at the be- was mentioning at the, the top of the episode? Of yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> yep. I said I wasn't gonna do I, it again. Stop. I, I can't. I can't do it. So <laughs> no, try, try, try. Um, no, do it. Do, no, no, please. No, please for me. No, I haven't eaten. I'm too sassy. Wow. Refusal. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I can't accept it. I love it. Now Bill and Mike are riding the old bike that they, I guess oh Mike God. had found. Poor Mike has really been living his life in this place just for no reason. Just because 30 years is a long fucking time. Guys. And he, that, is a, that is a lifetime for some people. Yeah. And he remembers everything from their childhood. Like the rest of them got to forget mm-hmm. for 30 years. And he remembers all of it. I don't like that existence. That's sad. He seemed like he did okay, though. He seems like a pretty even even keel guy for that sort of a thing happening to him, honestly. We'll talk about it later. Okay. He mentioned okay. some dark thoughts later. Oh, no. I mean, I completely believe it. They pull out cards to put on the spokes, which makes that fun clicky noise, like a motorcycle. <laughs> However, it is an ace card, and then the backs of them are now Pennywise. Fun so. fact, John Ritter kept one of those. Oh, I would have totally kept one. Yeah, I, it's fun. Yeah, it's kind of like when the Lord of the Rings cast all got a, the tattoo. Like, that would be a total fun souvenir to keep from the filming. Ben is on his way to Derry now. He's on the phone. He runs into kids who are picking on the chubby kid. He kind of saves the chubby kid. And then he sweet, sees sweet, honestly. It's really sweet. Oh, yeah, Ben's a sweet guy. John Ritter for life. Rest in peace. Um, and then he sees the swampy skeleton again, is what I wrote. Um, so that creepy skeleton that was covered in, like, moss and peat peat moss and whatever else oh i uh, came up that how about that yes it was there so eddie is back now too and oh you forgot to mention that while he was driving back with the taxi pennywise was hitchhiking and then a balloon appears in the car that says turn back now i 1000 percent missed that so that's probably why i didn't write it down this is why this is a two-person podcast <laughs> <laughs> eddie is now coming back into town as well he goes to the pharmacy to get his inhaler prescription, which somehow he easily got sent over to there for a one-night trip. Uh, yeah. That is incredibly unlikely. Also, and why would he need that for a one-night trip? Shit. He should have already had it linked up. Like Locked that and inhaler loaded. should have been... Yeah, exactly. The old pharmacist kind of turns into Pennywise and stops him. That's a really sweet scene because the old pharmacist tried to tell Eddie that his mother w- like was part of the reason he was like... 
it was all psychosomatic. His like asthma was mm-hmm. psychosomatic. And Eddie sees him again and he's like, I want to thank you for telling me, even though he's still using an inhaler, by the way. So Eddie's got problems at the fucking wazoo. Uh, still hot. He's so cute. He's my type to it. He's my He's type. just got such a sweet face. I just, yeah. He's like skinny and yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the old man is like, He's very old, so he is, like, asking for cigars and then licorice. And then he's like, turn back now. Don't, like, leave in the morning. You know, otherwise you'll die. And Eddie runs away. Poor Eddie. Beverly's encounter is very interesting. She shows up back to the town. And she goes back to the apartment that her dad lived in. And apparently her dad has been dead for five years and she did not know. Let me just put it out there, y'all. Sometimes if your family does not treat mm-hmm. you like a human being that deserves mm-hmm. love and your family doesn't love you, no matter what level mm-hmm. of blood relation they are, you don't have to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. Okay? Beverly cut her dad off and that's acceptable. And we stand that on Witch Theater because you shouldn't be in an abusive <laughs> relationship, whether that's a lover or a parent or a friend or whatever the fuck. The word lover creeps me out. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. But yes, I, I'm i fully on board with the fucking, if someone touches you against your will, I'm done. Or is verbally you know? abusive. It doesn't always have yes. to be physical. Yes, oh, I had an emotion. My first relationship was emotionally and sexually abusive. Yeah, no. Fun fact about Kylie. Not fun fact. Anti-fun fact. So Beverly's dad has been dead for five years. Um, She goes to the bathroom, sees the sink that she saw Pennywise in originally. She has this weird interaction with the new tenant where obviously Pennywise is involved yes it's an older lady who makes her tea and then she turns into this like monstrous old lady and chases her out of the house and then pennywise is pennywise on the porch laughing at her thank you for the detail i didn't write that down anyway the losers club is now all meeting up at this luxurious chinese restaurant yeah what the fuck is this chinese restaurant like i've never been i've never been to a chinese restaurant this bougie if you're not going to, like, a fake one like P.F. Jang's, if you go to a real Chinese restaurant around me, it's, like, a takeout place that right. you can go sit down in. It's not like this. Yeah, I no. have six takeout Chinese places near me. We're, like, making our way through them because we just moved. So, like, we're trying oh. to figure out which Ooh, is the best one. Ooh, that's fun, though. It is Friday nights or movie night and Chinese night, and I ordered the same thing. Crab rangoons, pork dumplings, shrimp fried rice. I don't eat pork, but I do love crab rangoon. Crab rangoon. Oh, okay, good. We can we can stay friends because crab rangoons are magical. That cream cheese mixed with that fake crab, mm, baby so doll. Like it's everything this chubby girl needs. Yep. Bill and Bev meet each other and they kiss each other straight on the lips because Bev, I will say, likes to kiss everybody on the she lips. She kissed Richie it's full a- on the mouth. She kissed Bill full it's on the weird. mouth. It's weird. It's. It's not normal. I, I don't care like if it's nineteen ninety. An eighties thing is like if you were a girl, you were expected to it's kiss. It's like open mouth kissing. It's bad. It's a lot. It's not like she kissed them on the cheek. It's like the open mouth kissed, romantically looking. Each one of them. It's weird. No. Um, I wrote Bill kisses Bev straight up on the lips like he doesn't have a wife at home. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben's not they crushing all- on her from the other end of the room. Ayo. Uh, they all agree that they saw something today to do with Pennywise. Eddie somehow can't remember anything at all. So they both, they all discuss how they have like this fog over their memories. Oh, and none of them Um, know at this point that Stan is dead. They just think he didn't show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
we find out that Henry Bowers, who was the awful bully, confessed to killing all of those kids back in 30 years ago because he was found in the sewers with all white hair. And So he's in a mental institution. Yes. Pennywise comes to Henry in prison and tells him to kill all the kids. From the light of the moon. It's very Naturally. romantic. Oh, Pennywise. <laughs> anyway. All the uh, grown kids, I guess I'll say, are back in the Chinese restaurant. Uh, Richie goes to leave because he says, I'm staying the night and then I'm leaving in the morning in the airport. And all the fortune cookies go apeshit. Yes. Okay. I love that. There's a dead baby chicken. There's an eyeball. There's a fucking claw. There's like a crab situation. Yeah. Yeah. Practical effects for the win. They and the poor, the poor put- owner of the restaurant is like, is everything okay? Did you like the food? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Thank you very no, much. I just Come want on. crab rangoon so badly. I know, right? Me too. I have four days until I can get Chinese food. <laughs> we get it once a I week. I mean, I can. It's really only I for my I can totally health. get it tomorrow. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so good. They all decide to buddy up, right? So they realize all this is happening. They buddy up. They are all currently a little tipsy or drunk and they find out that stan is dead yeah this is where the rest the rest of the movie lost me all three times i tried to watch it oh wow okay yeah after the chinese restaurant scene because they go back to their dumb hotel and they have a bunch of like talking they just talk that is so much better than the whole first half of the movie i completely disagree really Oh my yeah. god, we have totally... See, even though we both didn't like it very much, we have totally different opinions. This is wild mm-hmm. to me. Hmm. Okay, well then, continue, my dear. <laughs> okay, I want to grab Ragoon so bad. Me too. I'm I already ordered hungry. food for tonight. I know, I, I have a pizza in the oven downstairs. Like, I wish it was Crab Ragoons instead. They reveal that Sam saw the his last like visual was what Pennywise created a mummy to come at him. That oh, was yeah. Fear. Bill was trying yeah. to say, Stan saw something and they were riding away on the bike, which is called Silver, because he goes, hi-ho, Silver. And that's a whole thing yeah. that comes back. But Stan ends up in this house. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And the mummy, yeah. And he recites the names of birds to get it to stay away from him and then runs away. Yeah, he tries to calm himself down with it, yeah. I mean, that's, um, like, listen, that's total witchcraft. Using anything. Oh, yeah. Like, this is where we talk about, like, modern witchcraft, because we're a witch podcast, and we should really do this more. <laughs> but Yeah, we really should, but we get too excited. We do get too excited about the movies. But, like, this is one of those things where, like, spells are really just speaking things into the air so your brain thinks about them more. That's what a mantra You're is. You're manifesting. Too. You manifest. Like, whenever you speak something, you your brain starts to focus on something else. So, like, if you're looking at something scary and you try to focus on something else, speaking it out loud is automatically going to make your brain focus on it more. It's just modern and very non-spelly, non-eye-of-newt alligator scale witchcraft. <laughs> now we're back to adults. They see Stan's head in the fridge and ridiculing them. So, obviously, Pennywise is messing with them. It's really fucked up. Yeah, it is. The bad guys go see Henry as whatever convinces Henry to go kill the others. He sees the dead zombie version of his childhood friend, who is Uh Pennywise, who lets him out of the mental institution by manifesting as a Pennywise-dressed dog that kills one of the nurses that's holding him in the insane asylum. And all of that sounds insane. It's because it is. 
It really, 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 really is. It was very um, odd. I don't like the way... I don't like Henry Bauer's character in any way, shape, or form in any of the versions no, of this No, he's the story. worst. He's really yeah, the worst. Weird. So, Mike is now reminding all of the adults what happened when Pennywise came the first time. He links all of the da- disasters that have happened in Derry over the last couple hundred years to Pennywise. Then we see that Ben's wife, Audra, comes across Pennywise on the street asking for directions. Audra basically gets captured by Pennywise. It's a weird scene because it's a gas station attendant and then it's Pennywise and he keeps repeating like a hypnotic phrase and the light gets stronger Mm -hmm. and then she goes fucking catatonic. Yep. And then Richie is now trying to get everyone to leave in the morning, basically saying like, I'm staying the night, I'm leaving in the morning, whatever happens happens to this town like it has nothing to do with me however they're still implementing the buddy system because ben eddie and mike decide to go upstairs to grab a shawl and a sweater and something else and his inhaler medicine henry comes out of the bathroom mike is in richie's room i believe and he and henry comes out from behind the door stabs mike in the like side gets a real good stab in there it it looks real bad for mike at the moment (laughs) It does. It really does. Then we're in the other room with Ben. Bev's room, I suppose. Bev kisses Ben. Then we find out it's actually Pennywise because she quotes. First she quotes the poetry Ben wrote when she was a, they were kids. And then it turns out to be Pennywise. They start kissing and then Ben looks in the mirror and he's got white paint all over his face. And he realizes mm-hmm. he's been kissing Pennywise. Gross. <laughs> it's so gross. It is. It really is. Eddie and Ben come in to help Mike struggle against Henry, but Henry gets stabbed when they flip him over, so he is now deceased. Yay. They take Mike out of the hotel somehow with no one seeing them, put him in the convertible to go to the hospital. Oh, by the way, the the front door shatters at some point. Oh. Yeah, like the front door of the hotel shatters, and then they leave. Well, okay. I think. Um, oh my god! I hope at I'm not the hospital, that. I don't know. Who cares? It's, it, like I said, it's all quite. Let older. us know if we mess up. <laughs> Please do, because at this point we've been playing the game, and or maybe you're not paying close attention either, and we're just laughing together. Cheers, babies! <laughs> so Ben and Bev are at, uh, talking outside of the hospital, and they actually do make out. Hmm. Mike has. So uh, Mike is talking to Bill because Mike is now awake. He tells Bill that to check his coat pocket and the silver earrings from their childhood are there. Apparently about 10 years ago, he went back because he was having some real mental health issues and was kind of losing it based on the whole thing that happened to them as children. Obviously, it's fucking trauma. Yeah, you would and, need a therapist um, after that shit. Yeah, yeah. And then your therapist wouldn't even believe you. Like, they can say they believe you, but, like, if I this were to happen, no one would believe you. I don't know. See, here's the thing. And I don't know if any of our current listeners are psychiatrists or psychologists, and I'm not sure. That'd be cool. But any future listeners. For, like, oh, I, honey, psychiatrists and psychologists, one can um, prescribe medicine and one can't. I'm just going to say mental health professionals. I want a mental health professional's take on this PTSD situation of the Losers Club, honestly. I'm sure there's an article somewhere because this story is a big deal. Maybe we should Mm -hmm. find it. I want to know what that opinion is because I like the whole true crime aspect of it. They 
apparently have decided all as a group to not call the police after Henry was murdered in an accident because he was being a murderer. But still, <laughs> like, mm, we're not going to tell the cops, hey, he attacked us and it went through him. Nope. They're saying that everyone is ding, ding, whatever, beep, beep, it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and Henry is, is being influenced by Pennywise, but I feel like, especially because Henry was in a mental institution and escaped, you would want the police to know. Exactly. Exactly. Because they literally, though- at the end of this movie, just leave him in the room with a do not disturb sign on. That's the end of that character. Even though we're ACAB on this show... That's one instance where you do actually want law enforcement involved. Right, because no one, yeah, it's not aggressive. You can just call them and anonymously tell them, hey, there's a dead body here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so they find out that Pennywise has killed another girl. They decide to put the TV on. They're all going to leave. There's a newscast that Pennywise has killed another girl. So The newscasters the, are saying it's Pennywise, of course. Because oh, obvi- obviously. There's <laughs> no, another just- disappearance. I just feel like it needs to be mentioned that, like, these are the only adults in Derry that know it's a supernatural force. Or that will admit it. It seemed like they were saying that other old guy that Bev kept seeing Mr. Richie or so- or Mr. Something. I don't remember. Yeah, he, he saw her, like, being... A couple times and he just ignored it. So I think, right. I think they were implying that he... Some of the adults might know what's going that something's going on, but they just like don't want they don't want to know. This is one of those situations of like don't ask, don't tell. Like the woman mm-hmm. that was like raped on the Philadelphia train recently, and really, mm. some somebody should have called nine one one. One person should. People have called were all standing there watching it and filming it. Like, y'all, what the fuck? Y'all don't be the person. Just because you don't want to get involved, you could really save someone else. Like, think about if that were you. You Think would... about that show. What was that called? What would you do? Where they would record. Do you not remember this? No, I do remember that. Okay, yeah. So where they would stage with actors, something like right. a domestic violence assault. A missing um, kid. A rape. Yeah. A missing kid. Stuff like that. And they would And they would just record that actor doing that over and over again and see, like, what people did. And most people fucking ignore it. Don't do anything. I like to believe that I'm one of those people who would do something. Like, just try. Part of being a human on this earth is trying to do good by the other people that are here. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that requires you to do things that are inconvenient for you and kind of scary. But it's still our duty to do that. I mean, you see someone being assaulted, you you call someone to stop it. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. It's atrocious. That's just, that is literally just basic human decency. I don't. Right. It makes me really upset. I can't even go there. Okay, where we go. So Bill sees, when he goes downstairs in the hotel, whatever they're in, like a bed and breakfast, he sees the kid playing the piano with an older woman. Um, He decides, I don't know, I think that was supposed to be him. Um, it was, like, decides- the same song his mom was playing the day that Georgie yeah. died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, thank you for that. That that makes more sense. I knew Full there was circle. something. Uh, Bill decides he can't leave Derry without doing something about Pennywise. They all decide to join him. The Losers Club are down by two, but they're still going to go. The funniest line, so they, they show them driving around in the convertible, which I believe is Ben's convertible, and then by the sewers they're discussing what they brought and richie says i still think we should have brought a machine gun which i think <laughs> <was really funny. laughs> 
Oh, that was funny. Yeah, where are you gonna get a fucking machine? What is it? What is the time to get a gun? Like in Dare in Maine? Hi, who knows? Probably not much in the nineties. We don't care on this podcast because I, I, for one, am not really. I'm a little anti firearm. Um, I think the Second Amendment is bullshit. No one should have a gun. So. I definitely Come at don't me. think we should have semi-automatic rifles. That definitely shouldn't be available. I mean, like, I straight up don't think any citizen needs a gun. Because at this point, the government, if they want to kill you, which is the reason we have the Second Amendment, um, is so that if the government comes after us, we can defend ourselves. At this point, the government's technology is far beyond what a fucking AR-15 will do for you. So you just have it so you can shoot shit. And I don't think that's a reason to have something so deadly. But anyway, that's just me. Okay. Uh, they're down in the sewer now. Um, and at this point, I'm like not even paying attention to the movie because like it's not oh. Tommy Lee Wallace himself. The director was like the second half is just not as good because the performers. I think it's way better. See, I'm with Tommy Lee Wallace. He said the kids had way more magnetism than the adults did, and I agree. Eh, at least action was happening in the second half. This, okay. I'm not saying the acting was better, but at least fucking shit was happening. Like, Well, I mean, Jesus. there's a big-ass surprise coming, so. Is there? Did you know Pennywise was a giant spider? Oh, okay. <laughs> the Losers Club are now all down in the sewer. When they enter, they find Audra's purse, uh, who is Bill's wife, if you don't remember, because <laughs> I barely did. Mind. Bill loses his mind, runs through the sewer, and then collapses very dramatically. They all find him. It's really funny because there's still commer- clear commercial breaks in this. Oh, yeah. So, for sure. like, yeah. Bill's running down the sewer going, Audra! And, like, then it cuts to commercial. <laughs> and then he's, like, hovered in, like, covering in a corner. And I'm like, okay, where did... Yeah, okay. And then his stutter comes back, like, hardcore. And it's the stutter is very inconsistent, to be honest. It's, it is very inconsistent. They see Georgie's boat come down like the sewer. And then Georgie appears and talks to them, blames Bill for his death. Mm-hmm. Pennywise finally appears a little bit. He warns them to leave um, because he will kill them. He says that you only see what your little mind will allow and tells them to leave once again. Bill puts the boat down again and follows it back towards whatever it's going towards. They now find this little tiny den with a tiny little door with bone, like human bones and skeletons all outside. Eddie confesses he's a virgin. So there's that. Yeah, that. No idea where that came from or why it happened. This is why I said that Eddie got a horrible treatment. Yeah. Like what? Because Eddie, spoiler alert, in five seconds... Eddie is the one that dies trying to fight Pennywise. And I think that, no, because I'm going to go ahead and make my point because I might forget because I'm drunk. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Eddie, I think the reason that they made Eddie a mama's boy and didn't have him marry and had him be a 40-year-old virgin because they wanted him to look like a complete pussy. Yeah. And then save the rest of the losers. I don't understand that contrast. I don't think that any of these people knew how to write complicated characters because everybody is one dimensional in this whole thing. So I guess they felt like they had to make Eddie completely soft and then make him look manly. Bev is just trying to fuck everyone. Like, what is going on? Even the actress was just like, yeah, let me fuck everybody. (laughs) 
No, that's what I'm saying. Like that's the that's the route they took, and I was like, "What is happening here? That is not how any young girl acts with her male friends. If you're 11 and you have male friends who you're not interested in, you are not acting that way. Right? Like, that I, is not a thing. That is not a thing. I was the girl who had a lot of guy friends because I. I did to too. Talk about sports with that. No, that's not how you act. You don't then like rub on their hands when you're ten years older. Like, what the fuck is going you on? You wait until you're fifteen to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Hand rubbing is only for fifteen year olds. <laughs> that's freaking so weird shit. They go into the den. They see that Audra is spiderweb to the wall. This is a fucking copy of Alien. When was Alien made? Uh, 1970, 1979. So, yeah. Okay. So, Audra spider up to the thing. I wrote, quote, what the fuck is happening? Just weird shit. It, it, it all goes off the rails right here. There, so, you see a giant spider thing appearing. It's like this weird arachnid, right? It's very interesting Be- looking. It is. Bev uses her slingshot hits misses it with a silver earring hits it once but just kind of knocks it um a bright light appears and the other boys i think it was if i'm it was richie correctly bill richie ben and bill yeah and bill's trying to recite the thing his mother told him to say to eliminate his stutter and this is one of those things where they're like trying to like focus on something else other than the fear again but it doesn't work because they're caught in the deadlights. Yes. So they're all entranced. Eddie decides that he's going to try to spray the spider with his inhaler. But the spider, I call it a spider. I don't know. The arachnid. No, that works for me. Spider works. Yeah. Brings him up into his little pinchers. Uh, Bev runs and finds the earring that she missed with. And she aims it at the underbelly. She does get a good shot in. It crawls away. And Eddie is on the ground. Not responding. He dies. He dies telling Richie not to call him Eddie Spaghetti anymore. They decide then that they're going to end this now and go and just rip the spider apart. This whole scene was really terribly. With their their hands. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Nothing is as terrible as when Pennywise flipped over them and disappeared into the pipe in like the weirdest 90s graphic you've ever seen. No, because like when Eddie was being lifted up into the air by the spider, you could see the lines of the harness he was being lifted Uh up in. You could Uh see it. Where the fuck are the post people when they're editing this? Like, God damn it. It's the 90s. It's a TV movie. The budget apparently was that low, even though they could get all these Emmy nominated bitches. They fucking hired Tim Curry and got rid of all the post-production people. (laughs) Which wasn't worth it because while he was fine, he's barely in it. Less than 20 minutes of screen time. So the dead bodies now all start coming down from the ceiling and the spider webs. They realize that they really did kill it. And Audra's body comes down. Now the very ending. Let's all take a breath. (sighs) It is dead. Beep, beep, Richie. Beep, beep. Mike is writing the story. He's still in his hospital room. He decides that his story is that now he's not the light keeper anymore. He can leave Derry finally. Richie is doing well as a comedian. Bev and Ben are now married and pregnant. 
At the beginning of this, Audra and Bill are living back in Derry. Audra is what the only word I could think of was kind of. Yeah, I wrote that. Catatonic. I love that word. The only word I could think of. I love that word. It's a terrible circumstantial Um, word, but it's a lovely word to say. it's It's a nice word. They say there's no hope for it, but then Bill sees the silver bike. And he gets on it with her, somehow clinging to him, even though she's a fucking full-ass lady. And, okay, whatever. So what he says is that that bike saved Stanley when they were kids. So he's hoping the bike will save Audra. Yeah. They get on the... It is sweet. It's a weird ending, uh, but it's it is a It is an odd ending. I don't hate it, except for the very last scene. So what happens is Bill is on the bike with Audra clinging to him. While he's riding the bike, he keeps saying, beat it, beat it, beat it. And I kept going, just beat it, beat, beat it. Don't Fuck you, Michael Jackson, you pedophile. Oh, my God. And then she somehow wakes up while they're driving. You see her hand, like, clench on his shoulder. She's awake. They make out in the middle of the street, and that's the end of the movie. I love the way the movie ends because... They talk about what happens with the rest of the losers. Tim Reed's voice narrating is lovely. I love that Bill puts Audra on the bike because that's all he knows to do is, I think it's really sweet. I just wish that they weren't making out in the middle of an intersection. (laughs) I know it's Derry, Maine, but it looks like what I remember from Princess Diaries where it's supposed to be San Francisco. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Those long, those long streets at the end of the hill. You know exactly what I'm talking about if you've seen. Right. Princess Diaries. Yeah, I love Princess Diaries. Um. Is it witchy enough for us to cover? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, please let us know because we will find an excuse if you want us to cover it. Uh, yeah. Basically. And that's it. We can use tarot card metaphors for the Princess Diaries. I'm into it. And that's it. That's the end of my notes. That's the end of it. So I don't have best deaths for this because there really weren't enough. There's just deaths surrounding the main story arc. I forgot my tarot cards again, but be on, be on the lookout, babies. We may do like slasher terror readings in a future episode if you guys and we can always run back and go through different characters if we want to like do a few totally totally so no one from this movie because no i would do readings for all of the losers but i'm afraid that that would be all horrifying terror readings for them (laughs) horrifying what are we doing next week kylie it's we're wrapping up october oh i think we're gonna do friday the fucking 13th I'm twerking. I'm twerking. I'm twerking. You've never seen it before, have you? No. I have seen it, and it's also my brother's favorite slasher. It's Evan's favorite slasher. Really? Oh, yeah. It's Evan's. He responded to our story, or my story, which I don't know if it was my personal one or the witch theater one, and said his favorite movie was spooky movie was Friday the Thirteenth. So he wanted to make sure I knew, even though we spend every other day together. Evan is probably our number one podcast fan right now. And if he's not, you need to let us know. Um, But we're going to cover Friday the 13th. Because honestly, Jason got left out of our four slasher series. And I think we probably should have done Jason before it. But I really, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the inspiration for all of us. And then we'll have a special surprise for you as well. But we're going to do Friday the 13th. The original one next week. And um, I am at Mystical Millennial on Instagram and Mystical Millennial TFL on TikTok. Sort of. Kind of. I'm trying to get back into it. 
October. I just moved and started a new day job and we just started this back up. So I'm doing my best. <clears throat> Find me at the archivist witch on Instagram and our Instagram is at witch theater with an R E. I have been lighting up the the feeds of the Instagrams because Kylie has he been finally gave me it. full control of our Instagram and the TikToks are flowing. So like come even us. the DMs. So if you're DM in Witch Theater, you're talking to Kylie. If you want to yeah. DM me, you got to talk to me in my own Instagram because like I get the if notifications. If you actually say V something, I'll tell her. But otherwise, I'm the one checking. Yeah, on. I'm really not paying attention. Um, I will I'm, fucking. We'll see you next week to talk about Jason. Yay! Bye-bye.